3: Welcome to Scoop World Order. We are here. It is getting close, ladies and gentlemen. It is Tuesday. Uh, We are rolling along. Uh, I got B. Moses in with us today. Uh, We are going to fire up the Super chest. You guys have questions. Uh, We'll get a little inside info on the preparation going into the Ohio State Michigan game. Uh, It's about to be lit, and I'm super excited about it. We'll share some of that with you. Give B. Moses' takes on the games. And we might, 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 might get a... Uh, a stop in from james yoder uh, who is crazy and actually just had me on his show uh, five minutes ago it was pretty hilarious so uh we'll see if we get yoder in here but uh, we appreciate you guys as always if you guys have super chats uh, you have questions you're dying to know the answer to you super chat it you cut the line you automatically get it answered immediately so i would love for you guys to be on that with us um if you enjoy this content please leave us a like click subscribe also click that little alert bell uh but without further ado gonna get right to my boy b moses b moses uh it's tuesday this feels like a must win game for ryan day just because i feel like Sean moore being the head coach like it's all he's got a lot on his plate man when you're the o-line coach the oc the head coach that's a lot like if you have am you like i've i've seen it like when ed warner was promoted to being the offensive coordinator and he was still the o-line coach i didn't think it would be a terrible move i think he has to be the tight ends coach uh, so he can be more involved in the passing game but man that's for a 37-ish-year-old guy, and he's got to go play one of the best Ohio State teams that they've seen in a while. Um, what are your thoughts on, on him, and what are your thoughts on the game as of Tuesday?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's something that, um, if you're human, you have to consider, like, yeah, you know, that's a, t- to me, that's more of an added pressure point after the fact. God forbid we were to lose that game. I think that narrative will come kind of crushing down on him or, you know, uh potentially. But honestly, I think before the game, I don't think he's thinking about that. I really don't. Um, I think he's so focused on right and the wrong from last year, especially, that this team just seems locked in. I've been looking at the player interviews and uh and just kinda, you know, I know you say you can't really get much. I feel like I can I can glean some things. Um, from the players, uh, how they're talking, how their disposition, all that stuff. And uh, I think these boys are locked in. I think they're confident um that they get the job done. And so I think that's gonna be an after the fact, if God forbid they lose, uh, about the whole you lost to a, you know, um an uh, interim coach and all that stuff. So Well, I
3: yeah, I think, you know, obviously you can't really think about it. You're just in the moment. Like right now, like these. These players can't wait to get to kickoff. I've been you know, getting through Tuesday. They got one more. I mean, Wednesday is like the last hard practice of the week. Thursday is kind of like a walkthrough ish. You know, fast. Then you have a, your fast Friday walkthrough. So it's not, you know, they got one more day, but you know, it's just the the anxiety, the questions, the people constantly asking you, what's going to happen, what's going on, what's the deal. It uh, you can't wait to just go play. And I mean, these kids have been worn out. And again, yeah. what is what it's like this where there's not really any competition yeah it's like once we got through the camp randall game it was like everyone's just like oh god it's like a a free fall to the michigan game like there's nothing that can really stop us down and uh michigan was kind of in the same boat um who are your some of your key players uh to watch for obviously trey henderson is going to be number one for me uh but who else what are some matchups that you've you've seen that you like uh what are you what are you going to be watching for early in the game on saturday bro
0: yeah so uh kirk i heard i heard uh, most of what you said we, we got like a little bad connection um I got you like right. you're chopping up really bad but i heard you say i heard you say matchups so to me the number one matchup i want to see is marvin harrison jr and will johnson like that's what i want to see because uh scum fans are just prop i know what Like he's just gonna shut down Marv and you know, and, and all that stuff. I want to see that matchup. I want to see a fade route over the top, Marv pluck a ball, a couple ball, balls over his head, and clown him because I'm sick of him talking about Will Johnson. Um, but uh, besides that, I'm gonna say, m- matchup wise, I want to see our ends against those tackles. I've been looking at the film and listening to you. and and seeing that they've been struggling. I want to see Jack and JTT up against them tackles. That's number two for me.
3: Yeah, I I think that's the big matchup for us. I think the tackles versus the ends is going to be a a massive deal. I I think that we've got a nice edge there. I think that they've got – it's it's going to be a a battle of foils on the inside. I think that their their one guard center is real good. Ty Lake's real good. Um, He he taught me to get as healthy as possible. Again, we're – We're beat up, but that's, that's college football in in modern times. And I mean, the seasons keep getting longer and longer. You know, these guys have two bye weeks and they, you know, they got to play in the big 10 title game. Then they got to play in the playoffs Getting expanded. So, I mean, these guys get beat to death. So, you know, some of these guys can barely walk, but nobody cares. You get a strap up and go get it at this point in the season. There's not, you know, again, like everyone across the spectrum in football at this time of the season, everybody feels like hot trash, everybody. So, I mean, your body feels terrible. And you just gotta go get it. You gotta go shake the cobwebs off. You gotta get warmed up. You know, you gotta do whatever you gotta do. And it's uh, it's really tough. Did you uh, did you um, as you're getting into you know game week prep and uh, everything else, who do you think are some of the guys on defense that you need to see step up?
0: <clears throat> um, I'm going to say Sonny Styles. Um, I think. With all the talk about him in preseason, everything we've seen and been waiting on this year, he's been very good. But I think this is the game for him to really kind of um, let everybody know his contribution to this team and how important he is to this defense. You know, being able to, you know, uh, guard a tight end out of the backfield, being able to, you know, not have to switch him out on rundowns. Like, he is the guy that will help us to be multiple on defense. Um you know with uh Scum's attack. They love the tight end and of course they want to run the ball. So I want to see him step up and have just a fantastic game. Um also I want to see uh Denzel Burke. I want to see him uh step up and do what he what, what he's been doing all year but just flash, you know, uh, get some PBU's, maybe a pick. He's been really good. First of all, let me say this about all our corners. Our corners are physical. They come up in the run, and they're not afraid to hit you, especially our boy Jordan uh, Hancock. He's been really good. I'm super excited about this secondary, and I'm hoping that we can get scum into passing situations more often than not because that's advantage us. But, yeah, number one is Sonny Styles on this defense because I think if he plays at a high level, it's going to be a long day for scum.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that you know, Sonny being in at safety um, is one of those things where you've got uh, more physicality in the back end than Lathan. Lathan really struggled in the run fits last year. We gave up a lot of big runs with Lathan back there. Uh, and some of it's just yeah. schematically how they spin stuff to him uh, and they make him kind of the free guy that has to make the tackle. And he's not, frankly, he's not great at it. So I think uh, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, I think that he has a... Uh, you know, like Sonny, Sonny has to have like a, a legit game, like an eight, eight, eight tackles, maybe get a sack. Um, I think he's going to be critical yeah. in containing JJ McCarthy. Um, again, if you yes. want to play him down a little bit, you know, if you're playing, you know, if you're playing nickel the whole game and you get Hancock at nickel, you got, you know, and then you've got Proctor back deep, you know, Sonny can come up in the box a little bit and help defend, you know, JJ's running as a strong safety. So right. that'll be really interesting to watch uh, to see how they do it and honestly i just think that you know since they don't have the signals anymore it's totally different man it's, it's like you know again i i told people you know when you when you do that and you you base your whole livelihood off cheating all of a sudden if you don't have the signals anymore like like they did against ccu they get ran you know cuz they, they don't really know how to coach they just know how to like cheat so you know again any any uh, like a chimpanzee could like call offenses when they know that it's going to be cover 3 every time right. or or it's a it's a zero pressure blitz like i mean it's so easy to do that. Um, so we're gonna get some super chats in here. We're gonna take a couple of these answers. D Sunny, appreciate you, brother. You're in here every night. Thank you for the 10. This is the biggest game ever. Uh, it could well be for an Ohio State fan. So let's say the previous years was because of cheating. If they win, they can say this is the proof they would have won, anyways. Uh, this is three for one. Yeah, I I I mean, obviously the the 06 game was one-two, and again. The reason the 06 game is that you know it, it's probably the best Ohio State Michigan game ever because it literally was a one two game like you just don't get that I yeah. mean, it never happened before or since. Um, you know we're gonna get like a two three game, but that's just so rare. Um, and I think that that game uh, got knocked down so much is just because we got smacked by Florida and then you know USC beat Michigan. So how good were we? I don't know, but we both didn't play well after that. It was, it was like we both kind of sold our soul to win that game, and then the next game there was no soul left, and you know we got our soul snatched. Um, yeah. But what do you think? Uh, where does this rank in, in your lifetime in terms of the biggest Ohio submission games? Because I I, I, mean, I I think you'd easily make an argument that it is the biggest Ohio submission game of all time. Because, you know, with all the hardball stuff um, and the rest of it, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, because I, I know for Ryan Day, this is the biggest game he's ever coached in. Because if he loses this one to Sharon Moore with a better team, like that's, I don't even want to say that out loud. So, um, but I, and, and I don't think that there's any chance we can lose this game just because I think we've got... We've got too many edges at spots that are important. Um, but
0: what are your thoughts on that, Be Moses? Yeah, man. Listen, that 2006 game. Oh my god. Like y'all I don't know if y'all remember the the just the fanfare and the drama, like everything. Like I remember they were they had like uh news trucks from China and like other countries and outside of the uh the the shoe like it was crazy. And also, they bumped it to a 3:30 game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Before that, it it wasn't a 330 game for
3: years and years and years and years. I think it's the only one they ever had, unless they had one in, like, you know, 1802 or something like that, or 1902 or whatever. It's like I mean, like, when nobody cared and they are playing on a cornfield. But, like, in terms of, like, contemporary, (laughs) the last 100 years of Ohio State Michigan, that's the only one that's ever been a
0: non-noon game. So that's what you got to let. Yeah, exactly. It was crazy. I mean, so that is a tough, tough one to match. But... And then of course you add the fact that Bo died literally on Friday the night but the of night course. before the game, which just added even more drama. So, but this game, I, I'm gonna have to say, man, this might match it if not exceed it because of everything that's going on right now with uh with the scum program and they're cheating and and you know losing two in a row to them and um the 12 team playoff coming up, changing the, you know, the feel of the game. Man, this this might be it. I think it's it'll be easier in hindsight to say that after we see the game. Because let's be honest, Kirk. The reason why we say 06 was so crazy is not just because it was one versus two, is but it's is because of how it went down. Like, first of all, I think we should have won that game by double digits, but your boy Doug Dadish kept you know, <laughs> bad snapping. I'm I'm sorry. I'm still <laughs> mad at him to this day. Sorry, Doug. I love you, but those bad snaps uh, caused that game to be closer than it should have been, in my opinion. Um, but it it came down to three points, and so I think um, that made a a big part of it. But this game certainly has the chance to be j- the same, if not greater, because of everything that's going on. Right now, which is unprecedented, we ain't never seen nothing like this from the uh, scum side as far as their cheating efforts.
3: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, um you know, it's going to be interesting to see how good are they really without without the the tape. And I mean, they didn't look that hard against Maryland. I mean, if Talia doesn't screw the pooch, man, that's that's the tight ty- I mean, he you know he, yeah. he takes that grounding at the end for the safety, and I'm like, dude, like, I mean, he, they could have won that. I mean, the, the, a lot of these teams they play against, they do dumb stuff like Minnesota. I was watching the Minnesota film all 22 and. Like they threw a pick six on like the third play of the game, And I'm like, Jesus right, Christ! Right, man. I'm like, right. dude, like <laughs> at least give your team a chance, man. Either pick it. wasn't even close. It was just like a like an airmail The corner jumped it and went to the crib. Like it, this is like two minutes into the game. I'm just like, I mean, those guys could just those guys might as well go to the Mac. Uh, Buckeye Ryan, thank you for the five. Appreciate my man. Hi Kirk, hey, it's good to see you, my man. Uh, do you think our line does anything different against uh, the team of our D tackles? Uh, how are D tackles do against their interior line? um th- thanks for your awesome insight i appreciate you brother um you know i think that you know we've been running a lot of buck sweeps. sweeps uh we've been you know getting out on the edge and i'm, I'm gonna put that in the film room if i can get uh do i have a b moses film room thing i think i might if not i'll have to I'll probably. I'll, I'll do it after uh b moses gets off I'll, I'll break down some of the stuff that i would do um again their d tackles are good they're big guys they're michigan guys i mean you know michigan's always gonna have good d tackles and you know, they're 340, and Carson Hensman's like 290, maybe. Um, Carson's not very strong. I mean, he's he's only a sophomore. He's the youngest guy on the line, so he's kind of like the little puppy out of all the the, the, the dogs out there. So if you're going to pick on a guy, you're going to pick on the little one uh, who's the youngest one. Um, so, you know, I would edge these guys. I'd get out on the edges. I'd, uh, I don't think their ends are great. Um, I think they're okay. They, but they don't have, like, an Aiden Hutchinson. They don't have a Lamar Woodley. They don't have, like, a guy that's, like, a super factor, like those guys were. Um, and I just think that they're – the linebackers are good. I mean, like, again, Michigan's got a good defense, but they're not like – it ain't like King Kong out there. I mean, they're not like some, – like, some of the Michigan teams I played against, like, in 06, where they had, like, Allen Branch and, like, you know, David – like, David Harris played, like, 10 years for the Jets and was a captain in the defense. Like, those are the guys we to against. Like, those are, like, real dudes. So Yeah, they you know, have I, dogs I, Yeah, I mean, and again, like, I can say they were good when we went against them, but look like, how long they played. Like, Allen Branch played, like, 14 years in the league. You know, Woodley played six or seven years. You know, had a game-winning sack to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, against the Steelers or excuse me, against the Cardinals. So, you know, I, um, I don't know, but I, uh, I would get out wide. How are D2s do get their 2 one? line? I honestly think that that's a, a matchup that we can be really a lot better at, uh, just because Ty Lake's playing at such a high level. I think Ty going to be an All-American this year. So, um, you know, if he only wants to stamp that All-American tree, like this is the game to do because Zinter is really good. Uh, their interior three are good. They're not as good as last year. The center last year, I thought was much better. Yeah. The kid from Virginia won the, uh, he won the Remington. Um, yeah. you know, he was a transfer portal guy. So again, I think that um, we've got winnable matchups. I think Ty Hamilton's going to have a huge game. I wish we had more depth at D tackle. I hope my call, I think my call will go. Um, but he's got to give us 25 snaps if he can. Um, I just wish sure we were a little deeper there, but I mean, this is part of college football. You're not going to have like... six great defensive tackles. We we're lucky to have three or four that you can put in there and they can hang in there versus Michigan. But we need the linebackers. And Cody Simon, we need those crew. Uh, we need Cody to have a big game too because he was yeah. really good last week. Yeah, he was. OSU's record without Marvin Harrison. Jay Willie at 75. Um, God, I don't know. I mean, I don't think we'd lose. Without, if we didn't have Marvin and we had Carnell Tate, like I still think we'd be, if not undefeated, we, we, maybe we lose to Notre Dame, I guess. I don't know. But like... I I think that this team's been so, they've had so much perseverance because you lose Trey Henderson, uh, you lose a Mecca, you lose Tommy Eikenberg, you lose Lathan. I mean, really, the only unit on the whole team, knock on wood, that hasn't had an injury is the O line. Yeah, and McCord, you know, McCord's been kind of dinged, but, you know, I mean, Cade Stover had uh, wrist surgery. Um, I don't know. But I, uh, what what do you think? What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I think, I think maybe one, I think maybe we dropped the Notre Dame game without Marv. And I know a was the main man on that, in that game, but you know, Notre Dame was paying a lot of attention to Marv, So I guess my thinking is if Marv didn't play that game, then they would go to the next best receiver and pay a lot of attention to him. You know what I mean? So, and Tate was still super young. Obviously Stover is, is good playing off of those two receivers, but not as like the number one guy. So, I think if there was any chance for us to lose, it would be that game without Marv, but Penn state, they wasn't scoring at, at all. So we still wouldn't have lost that game in my opinion. So I would say maybe ND. So one loss.
3: Yeah. I, like I said, I still think we have better players than Notre Dame. They, they find ways to lose games. So yeah, that's part of the That's part of the gig. Uh, Karis Washington. Thanks for the buck. Appreciate your brother. Uh, thank you. And also a member of scoop ultra. appreciate that. My man, my man. Um, so I, uh, Let's look at some questions. Yeah, I think we gotta you know we gotta get the ball out quick. You know, let, let McCord get settled in. I think that the Trey, that Trey Henderson is the absolute X Factor in this game. Uh he's gotta yes. be that dude. He's gotta be, you know, when we've won up in Ann Arbor, like you know, Beanie had that big game, you know, Pittman had some, you know, scored of the game winning touchdown. Uh J J Dub, Jonathan Wells had a huge game, Ezekiel had a huge game in 15. Um yeah. I, I just think that you need you know, you really need to pack your running game. I, I say it over and over again. You got to pack the running game. Uh, you got to keep it cranking. Um, Austin, I appreciate you. Thank you for the 50 minutes. Unbelievable. Thank you so much. Uh, and your are a scoop ultra members. so appreciate that. Uh, Let's take from small town, Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma. I'm going to say I had a stewardess on Southwest Airlines who went to Oklahoma, boomer sooner. And she was the nicest human being I've ever met because I was C6. If you guys fly Southwest, I was C6. I was the last person to get on the plane. And the only seat available was between two dudes that weighed like 400 pounds each in the front row. It was awful, and the one guy didn't have legs, so he was like, like no legs. And and I sat between these two guys, and I was like, this is gonna be the longest flight to Las Vegas for my entire life. And and she literally said, you can come up here and sit in the jump seat. Don't tell anybody I didn't let you do this, but you can do that. And she gave me half for lunch, and she gave me all the drink tickets. Like she collected all the free drink tickets, so she gave me free drinks. She gave me half for crackers and chips. And also, uh, she let me sit in the jump seat. So, I love Oklahoma forever and ever and ever. Boomer Sooner. I love the Sooners just because of her. That was the nicest thing I think anyone's ever done for me because I was a little hungover and I was going to uh, my bachelor party and it was, I was like, this is going to be terrible because I, I sat down between those two guys and they both stunk. So, shout out Oklahoma. Uh, oh, she thank you, Austin. Oh, God. greatest. I, I'm still friends with her on like Instagram and stuff. Like She's the greatest girl ever. Uh, listening from Small Town Oklahoma, I already said that. Who covers the tight end? I think Sonny Styles. To me, that is a matchup we'll look to, Uh we shut down Scum as no options. We kind of struggle with the the tight end sometimes. I think that's why it's good to have Sonny Styles in there because you know Sonny Styles can rough that deal up. Sonny Styles is the freakiest dude we've maybe ever had in the program. He's six four, two twenty-five, uh carved out of granite and fluid as can be. Like he is a absolute monster. It's like I don't I don't like comparing him to like Isaiah Simmons. Cause I think he's better than Isaiah Simmons. I think he's, you know, he's a year younger. And I mean, now that, now that he's in and there's no roadblock of Latham Branson, like he's turning up big time. And your thoughts yeah. on that B Moses. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, That's amazing.
0: And I mean, saying he's better than Isaiah Simmons is, is big because Isaiah Simmons yeah. was a dog, but I do think Sonny from what I remember is probably a little more physical. And I'm not saying Isaiah was soft, but I think that gives Sonny the edge potentially is similar size, Um, but he's a little more physical, especially in the box. Um, But, yeah, again, I mentioned this earlier with Sonny. He'll be – I think knows the way he's going to try to scheme this up is for Sonny to be in position to be closer to the box, obviously because of their run game, but also be the one to, uh, you know, line up with the tight end if they leak out. That's the best matchup. Um, Our linebackers on their tight end probably you might give the advantage to Scum because they're just bigger. Um, you know, but I think Sonny is going to be schemed up to, uh, to take away their linebackers. I love that. I love Sonny against their tight ends. Um, so yeah, I agree with that.
3: I, um, yeah, I I think Sonny is, this will be, he got one more year after this and he's going to be a top 15 pick in my opinion. Uh, yeah. For sure. Karis, Karis Washington, appreciate you, brother. Thank you for being a Scoop Ultra member. If you guys are looking for Scoop Ultra, it's a new way to take care of our of our channel. Again, we love doing this with you guys, love kicking with you guys. We're gonna do some ultra only uh chats versus me in Nevada taking all your questions, kinda kicking it. Um, just gonna be a, a fantastic deal. Uh, do you think Rad will lose his job? Um, no, I, I don't think he will if he loses this, unless they lose by like seventy points and the bus crashes and they gotta play the walk ons or something like I <laughs> You know, I I, just, I I think that he's right You know, Ryan's in a good spot right now. Again, he's going to win this game, but you know, he's you know, I mean, he's a guy that if he was if he was fired at Ohio State, he would be at Texas A&M like tonight. I mean, he would have a job in like two and a half minutes because his skill set is to develop quarterbacks, and that is the most valuable skill set you can have in football and all of football. Um, so, because I think you're probably going to be with me on that.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, let's let's just be practical here. I think people, and this is not against you, uh, Karis Washington, but I see this being asked a lot, is I think the emotion and the depressing thought of losing this game and the anger of losing three times in a row, your mind goes to that and just says, well, it's John Cooper and he deserves to be fired. But if you look at the overall track record, number one, and then number two, you look at what's coming down the Pike with the 12-team playoff. OK, which is a game changer, uh, especially for Ryan Day in this in this uh, program and how they're recruiting. And then number three. Listen, first of all, I hate even entertaining this because we're going to beat them on Saturday. But we're, we're just entertaining this. Number three, scum is done. Let's just say they didn't even have this scandal right now. They're done anyway. Talking to their fans, they've conceded to me even before this scandal that there is a wrap after this year because of what they're losing. I've gotten multiple eight and fours with that schedule next year. So to me, I think scum is done. They're not going to be a problem for a long time because of this cheating scandal. So you don't fire a coach who wins 90% of his games um, and and has gotten you in the playoffs the last three out of five years, you know, because of that. It's just not practical. It doesn't make sense. But with that said, um, he going to win on Saturday. So it don't matter anyway.
3: No, I totally agree uh church of the torah the hundo i think it's the first hundo we ever got thanks my man i appreciate that oh, no. uh uh what's up kirk just checking in to show your face love appreciate you the best man church of the Torah. you are the absolute man dude uh keep it awesome stay true and always keep it real my brother real recognize real thank you my man i appreciate you so much you're uh, one of the most generous people on here again uh yeah this is, it means a lot again we work really hard at this um you know, and and it's always fun to like kick it with people, answer questions. If you got a question, man, throw a question on there. Um, but I appreciate your support. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, as we're getting into this thing, you know, we're about four days out. B Moses, what are you doing for the game? Like, do you go out and kick it? Like, again, I asked I asked this on Buckeyescoop.com because I know and in the chat, I want to hear what are you guys doing for the game? Cause you know, it's one thing to like have a house party for like the Ohio State, like Minnesota game where we're gonna just ransack them. But, you know, what is a game like this? And there's like, you know, you know we're, we're underdogs. I mean, there's a lot of people don't want to be around people. They don't want to do the big party. People, I mean, people are insane during these games. So um, I actually liked playing the games because I didn't have to deal with any of the people. I'd just be out there just whooping on dudes. Um, But what,
0: you know, what are you doing for the game? Man, this is a great, great question. So let me preface, preface my answer by saying, <clears throat> you are absolutely right. Listen, I can't be around a bunch of low IQ football fans during this game. I can't be around just foolishness like this game. I don't care how confident I am in the game. I'm locked in. I don't want no goofy distractions. I don't want no stupidity. Don't bother me. So at this, I mean, at this point, I may stay at the crib and just, and just tell the wife and kids, listen, just go here, go shopping or go do something. You know, and just keep me, let me be by myself. Or I might go to a uh, to a bar uh, and watch it. I don't know yet. We gonna Ooh. see, but Ooh. I don't um, I don't want to be bothered, you know, uh, by anybody. So, <laughs> I mean, I,
3: I I'm gonna sit in my basement. I don't want anyone around me. I probably have a couple cocktails, maybe a couple glasses of wine. I'm be sitting around looking like, like a Hartville housewife, basically, just like I'll be sitting in my, <laughs> my sweats and you know, drinking on that wine and, you know, maybe make a cheese plate. And that's about it. I can't get too late because I did that after the Notre Dame game. So I got to be ready to talk about the game and not stammer and stumble. But, you know, it's it's just one of those things, man, where I don't know, man. I don't really want to be around anybody. I don't want anyone to see me. I don't. You know, it's just like because I, I got to really lock in because, like, when I do this, like, post game, I got to be ready to rock. You know, I mean, I got to yeah. be ready to yeah. say this is what went on. We usually break some film down. You know, so it's like, oh, yeah, I'll you know, be chilling with, with a little, little something, something, just relaxing. And but it depends on how the game goes, because if we if we blow them out, then everything's great. If it's tight, like right. that Notre Dame game was, man, I had my, my one home, my one homegirl Mariah was bartending. I had a house party at all my rowdy friends there. And man, I was like, oh, the anxiety is like, pour me something tall and strong. And I did. And then I had to get on. the I accidentally got on the mic and that was not good. But uh, it was pretty funny. Um <laughs> Uh, another Ultra member, thank you, Austin Spears. Appreciate you guys. I get a lot of questions about Scoop Ultra. If you go uh, to search Buckeye Scoop and it says Join, it's ten bucks a month. Again, it's huge for the page. We're gonna do some special Ultra only members chats. So it's gonna be me in Nevada, maybe be Moses. Make it like a super chat and uh just take your questions. I think it's gonna be really awesome. We're gonna start uh, rolling that out uh, probably once a month just to make it like kind of a special thing uh, for people to kick it. Um, but thank you uh, for the twenty, Austin. Awesome that you had a great experience with Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I'm telling you, I'm going to, I'm literally going to, I'm going to, I'm going to holler. I got actually got her number. Um, I actually saw her and her husband at the Oklahoma Houston game when Tom Herman beat Houston, when they, they had Baker Mayfield and Mixon, all those guys, they played in, they actually played in Houston at the Texan stadium at NRG stadium. Uh, and I remember I, I asked her, I was like, are you at this game? And like, I hadn't seen her since that day. and It, it had literally been probably like seven or eight years. And so it was the funniest thing. Here. Like she met, she met, um, uh, like I was sitting with Tom, Tom Herman's like whole family and sitting in a suite. So we were mega lit that game. It was great. Uh, cause the, the one thing about the coaches wives, man, is they get drunk. Cause they got, you know, oh, you cool. think we, you, you think you guys got anxiety. Like if, if their husband loses this game, they get to sell their house and move to Sheboygan or something, or they gotta, you know, they, they gotta go live, you know, they gotta go live, you know, some, you know, wherever. So, I mean, you know, I mean, those wives get, they get lit now. Um, that is also the experience. Uh, that is one thing people say about us. I've been a huge Buckeye fan, and my brother is a Scum fan, so we don't talk this week. I've been an Ohio State fan. So say about us, well, I talked to James Yoder like every day. Like James Yoder. So I was working out. I was on my stairmaster, you know, getting it in, so I can, you know, be like, you know, somewhat, you know, thinner. And I, uh, I was getting it, in, and Yoder calls me, and he says, "Hey, uh, can you talk real quick?" And I was like, "Yeah, what's up, bro? Are you still coming on at eight And he's like, "Hang on, just call." So I, I call. And like my air you know, my little Bose headphone things don't pick up the thing and I'm like on it and and like as I'm getting on he said, And all and also just so you know, we're gonna blah 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 like he's like cause he like puts me on his like his live show and like I love Yoder, he's hilarious. But I was just like I was like and I, t- I text him and then he like hangs up on me and I'm like I was like, Was well, I just on your show? And he's like he's like, Yeah, man. And I was like, Well it'd have been funny if my AirPods don't work, Because I only heard like the last like eight words where you said, And by the way, Michigan's gonna blah 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 like and he said like profanity, which we're not gonna do cause. Frankly, I don't want to get demonetized, but um right. but you know, just I uh, appreciate it. I think yeah, David Boston was a monster. I heard the funniest story of all time when he played for the Cardinals, he wouldn't cash a check that was like less than like ten grand or something. He would literally just rip it up and throw it away because he said it wasn't worth his time to go to the bank. I swear to god, like I think Alex Lepanovich told me that story. I was like, he got a check for 10 Gs. He just ripped it up and said it's not worth worth driving to the bank over. Rich people problems, I guess. I'll say it, man. I was like, I'll take some 10 grand because you can buy a lot of wine and a lot of shrubs for 10 grand. Um, Eric Chappell. Is it Chappell or Chappelle? I want to say Chappelle because I love Dave Chappelle. Thank you for the deuce. Uh, Make sure you correct me on that. If you can do that phonetically in the chat, I'll get that. How much is the center a liability for the game?
0: You know, I
1: I think
3: Carson has been good. Now, again, Carson's also very young and he, you know, again, he's the youngest guy out there. So not many guys are playing as redshirt freshman. Like I played as a redshirt freshman. It's really hard to do. Like you get your man's strength as you get older. Uh, you know, he's going to live in the squat rack, get those legs stronger, um, get on that stair master, build those legs up. And yeah, but he's, you know, he's hanging in there, you know, again, like you gotta remember like Matt Jones is a six, Matt Jones is four years older than him too, is right. Matt Jones has been whooping people. I mean, just straight silverbacking dudes out there, and I'm just like, so. But he's four years older. I mean, that that makes a huge difference when you're in like your development stage um, yeah. in football. And again, like I remember, like when I went from like my freshman year to my second year as a redshirt freshman, I was way better. And then when I was a third year sophomore, I was way better. And then my junior, year, I was all Big Ten. And then my senior, year as an All American, so it's like there's like you like climb this ladder. If you're good and you're dedicated, like you're gonna get stronger, you're gonna get better, you're gonna get more comfortable in the system. So. I don't think he's a liability. I think it just depends on if Ryan calls the right stuff. Because there's stuff that I'd, I'd run against this defense. I, I mean, I would, I would get him out on the edge. I would get Trey Henderson out on the edge. I would not run him in the a gap. I think it's a waste of time. Uh, You know, too too many bodies. Too close. And again, you're running it. They're too big fat guys. Like, make those guys run side to side. Appreciate yeah. that. Though. That's a great question. Um, Spook Jr., appreciate you, brother. Uh, thank you for the five. If Devin Brown is healthy, Ooh. we'll we see him in the red zone. I think we do. I mean, I think that's going to be one of the things that they, they bust out because – That kid runs like a, like a hoss now. I mean, he's a stallion. So, um, I, uh, so, uh, go bucks. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all you guys and girls that are on here. Appreciate you guys. What
0: do you think? Uh, B Moses, are we going to see Devin Brown? I think we are, man. I think we are because we saw some before that injury, we saw some good things. Now, listen, Devin is not a speedster, but he, he gets North pretty, pretty well. And he's not afraid to take a hit. He'll put his head mm-hmm. down and fight for that goal line. And I, honestly, I think he might have even scored when he got injured. Um, but, you know, that's another, another story. But I do think we are going to do that because we got to pull out all the stops and get the numbers, advantages, or whatever we can in that red zone. We need sevens and not threes. Yeah. So, so I, think we're, I think we're going to see it. I, I really do. I think the clip will be emptied. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with yes. Uh, spook junior. Appreciate your man,
3: VP of hype. I like that name. That's, that's dope. Oh, that's a cute dog too. I just got a little dog too. Uh, what's the dog's name and what's the breed? I uh, appreciate you guys being on here. Uh, I'm a big dog guy. I've got two German shepherds. One is a little baby girl. I just got named storm and I got an older one named Joseph. So they are the, uh, there are my little angels. So it's awesome. Um, do, uh, so thank you for the 20, did we know last year that they had our signs? Um, I'm just telling you, it, it. You know, I mean, I. I think after a while, you have to figure out that they call the, They're calling the perfect defense every time. You have to figure out they have your signs. I think you gotta go to a huddle. I mean, if you huddle, you can keep it out. You know, again, there's mechanisms to not steal signs. You you, just, you lose part of your offense. You can't. You can't go hurry up. You can't go look back. Uh, a lot of stuff that you you've got the the little you know, little dudes out there giving the. The hand signals for, like, you can't do that um, if you know that they're stealing the signs. So it's kind of a give and take. Again, like when I was in high school, uh, the most rudimentary way in history is we would huddle and we'd rotate the split ends. And whoever was the split end would run the play into the quarterback and say, so that's like, that's like, you know, 1922 uh, stuff. But here's what it is. Like, like you got to figure out a way to do it. And we never got our signals changed. Um and if we didn't, what can we expect to see with him now? Not knowing the Carrie Croft show. Is that you Carrie? If, if Carrie's on there, that's my girl. I, uh, shout out the Carrie Croft show. I went on an episode with her. Uh, she does fantastic work. She had Zach Smith on, she had Keith Wandel, she had Gene Smith on. Um, I obviously am by far the most handsome guest she's ever had. So that goes without saying, cause I do exfoliate and I also uh, floss on, <laughs> on air live. Uh, but what do you think? B Moses, do you think that they had the signals last year and, um, do you think we knew or were we were just too uh, – because, again, I, I, I'm I like Denzel Washington in training day, man. It takes a wolf to catch a wolf. So, I mean, I could figure out when those guys were picking our signs in 12, and I used to love that because I was like, ooh, I'm, I, ain't, I ain't the sheep, man. I'm the wolf, and I'm going to go eat you.
0: Yeah, so um, I heard C.J. Stroud in his interview allude to to basically saying they knew something was going on. Also, Dewan Jones on Twitter—I forget exactly what he said—but he also alluded to that. This is when, this is when that video dropped from Adam King on Twitter that went viral that showed yeah. the scum sideline pointing to the sideline. I mean, pointing oh, to the yeah. uh, air, oh, pass, yeah. pass. Uh, yeah. So you heard that, and then also Ryan Day in his interview today—he uh, didn't go into detail, but he said, you know, we realize, you know, what's been going on the past two years. You know, referring to the sign stealing. Uh, he said, well, "We'll address it, you know, at a different time." So I think they knew something was going on, but they didn't know the depths of it. Now that things have come out, they're like, "You ever, you know, you ever seen that gif that that meme from The Wire Well, old oh boy's looking around like this?" Like, <laughs> I think that's what they did after a while. Like, I knew something was up. So yeah, I think they knew something was up. Uh, Vb of height, but they just didn't know the depths of it until now. No, yeah, I, I agree. I mean,
3: again, it was, again, it, it's hard to know because, like, this has never, like, fully been blown open like this before. We, they only have a guy on, on the sideline this year in, like, Central Michigan. year. like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard because, again, like, I've been that guy. I've been the little intern. I've been the GA, you know, making 17 grand, making peanuts and getting my MBA at night. And it's just like, you know, even if you're that guy, on Friday night when the team's got a Saturday game, you've got the team meal and then you go to the hotel and you're with the players. You're doing meetings. You're doing chapel. You're doing the walkthrough. Uh, you're, you're watching, you know, whatever crappy Friday night, uh, uh, college football games on, you don't just get to go home. You know, even if you're like an intern, like you're still there. Uh, if anything needs done, if, you know, if you got to fix the wristbands or the scripts or whatever, like you're always on call. So for this, for this guy to just be able to roll and go to, uh, to there i mean it just it doesn't make any sense so um i think uh let me see where we're at okay but appreciate you if that's carrie check out carrie Croft's show because she's awesome does great work um and you gotta have me back on again uh 10 10 bucks from casey uh saturday evening will be i'd uh, appreciate the time thank you and also Skipball off remember uh saturday evening we will look back and say that mccord outplayed jj What is to stop Harbaugh from being on a burner phone or something with a coach in the booth during the game? Just here's, well, for one, like if you've been to, you know, like the big stadiums, like the shoe or like the cell service is trash. So, I mean, if you're on a burner phone, like, you know, like you're, like you're, you know, uh, you know, um, God, I'm trying to think of someone, you know, one of the drug dealers, you know, buy burner phones at Walmart, like a cricket wireless or whatever, like, You're not gonna have no five G. So I mean, it's it's gonna be hard. And again, and again, again, like maybe you're just in so deep that you don't care at this point because that would be the most egregious rules violation in like history. If you if they get catch you on a burner phone, like I mean, we got written up for chewing tobacco in the thing, let alone having a burner phone. So you know, again, I I think that that would be a hysterical. I don't think there's again, if there is a way to cheat, you can do it. Now it's just what's the consequence? Again, like these guys thought that they were slick. And they really weren't slick. They're were actually really stupid. But they thought they'd be slick and and do the Conor Stallions thing and whatever. But I I just don't think uh, it, it it would be interesting to see what kind of communication he has during the game because so I'm sure he's suspended. But like you know, it's not hard to like have like you know two phones. You know, I got two phones. Like you know, Kevin Gates and like you know, I got my phone, my my university phone, and then I got my personal phone. And like again, I would never use the university phone because. If you use a university phone, like, they're privy to all that. I mean, you got your personal phone. That's totally different. So, it's like, that's like the Jim Trussell rule. Like, don't ever send an email from your university email because they get all that. They don't get your personal stuff. So, what I mean, your thoughts on that, b Moses? I
0: don't put nothing past them clowns at this point. <laughs> I don't put nothing past them at all. Like, they've mm-hmm. been so defiant. They've dug their heels in. They've written letters, 10-page letters of nonsense to the Big Ten, not denying you know what they've been doing. I just like, it's a clown show. I, I Listen, I ain't put nothing past him, but the question is, will it matter? Because to me, I think he's more valuable during the week than actually on game day because he ain't calling no plays. You know, I mean, he's overseeing, you know, he's, you know, managing the game and, you know, okay, well let's go ahead and go for it or whatever, but he's not. And I said this uh yesterday on, uh you know, when I did a pod, like, um, It's not the same as losing Ryan Day, who's calling plays. You know what I mean? Um, So, I don't think it matters, but I don't put it past them anyway. I mean, I just don't. They're cheaters.
3: Hey, man. I mean, mean, when you're desperate, I mean, they're desperate. I mean, I'm telling you, like, I've never seen anything like what has gone on at Michigan in the last, like, three years. Like, I mean... Jim Harbaugh, like, you know, they make it, again, they made him take a 50% pay cut. I've never seen that in the history of coaching with these coaches. All these coaches are getting raises. They're all going from 8 million to 12 million, 12 million to 20 million. It's like, and then Jim Harbaugh goes from like 10 million to 5 million. And I'm like, and then like, he interviews with the Minnesota Vikings on national signing day. Like that is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then he interviews the Broncos last year. And I'm like, dude, like, isn't this your alma mater? Like don't, don't you like love Bo Schembechler and, you talk all this about being a Michigan man and like, you're just dying to go to like the Broncos who stink. And they've got the worst. I mean, they got, I mean, it's funny cause they're actually turning out now, but like Sean Payton is done a miraculous job with Russell Wilson. Cause Russell Wilson's got the worst contract in the yeah. league. And now they're actually, they're like, they won like five straight, but it just, it made no sense, you know? And then all these coordinators, like they're dipping out. Like the OC gets fired this year and just disappears from earth. Like it's just absolutely crazy. Um, uh, so, uh, Austin, appreciate you, my man. Thank you for the 20. Uh, again, uh, thank you for being a remember as well. I love how sound this defense is. People all want sacks and all, but I'd rather not sound consistent. See, I, th- that's where I am. Like, I mean, it, it, you mix it up a little bit. It reminds me of, the, of Seattle Legion of See, again, sacks are great. They're awesome. You know, but, but the only thing I care about is points, points allowed. I mean, if we give up yeah. 800 million yards on Saturday, then. You know, I, 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 I don't care as long as you sell the end zone, as long as they sell the, the field goal or, you know, just keep them out of the end zone, keep them off the board. You know, people get obsessed with, with all these dumb stats. It's like, all that matters is total defense and that's keeping people out of yep. the end zone. Uh, you know, you can call it Ben don't break. You can call it uh, aggressive kamikaze. Like, I don't care. Uh, yeah, I really don't. Cause again, I know my senior year, I would have, I, I wouldn't have had the senior year that I had if it wasn't for Jim Haycock in that defense, we were number one in total defense that defense was terrifying. They had like six yards a game on the ground. Terrifying. Number one in the nation against the rush. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, Lauren cam Hayward. Um, you know, I mean, yes. it's terrible. Ter- Vernon Golson when he was a six pick in the draft, terrifying. Dexter Larimore, uh, Marcus Freeman, just, you know, Chimdee Chekwell was a freshman, played great that year. You know, so I mean, mm-hmm. it, and, Anderson Russell was really good that year. So your Kurt Anderson Coleman, a bunch of, a bunch of yeah. NFL guys all, all over the board. And, you know, like I always was, Just so thankful that we had such an amazing defense because we worked because because we weren't great on offense. Like the year before we we were flying with uh we were flying with um you know we had Troy and Teddy and uh you know we had Pittman and all those guys. The next year I mean we had Todd you know we had B Hart and B Hart was good and we had Robo who was also very good second and third round picks respectively. But they were first year starters and they weren't nearly as dynamic as as uh you know Ted and Tony were. Uh, let alone Troy. You know, Troy was the you know, the Heisman winner. So, um, you know, we yeah. had to lean more on the defense and kind of ground and pound it. And I loved it. You know, I mean, it wasn't sexy and there were games where we absolutely stunk. Um, but we, you know, we we won. And again, in college football, you just won by one and survive in advance. So, uh, great question. Uh, does this defense remind you of the legions of boom, uh, B Moses?
0: I'm not going to go that far uh, because that, I mean, that defense was just crazy otherworldly but i get his point about you know the uh mixing it up i definitely get his point about that nose has been doing a great job of of doing just that disguising coverages bringing guys that you don't expect coming mainly sunny styles hancock um cody simon i mean like we'll give up a maybe a couple runs right and you think they're driving then boom Here's sunny styles comes you know on the blitz and there and now they're behind the sticks or or hancock plays his assignment within the scheme and and uh reads the quarterback's eyes and boom pick almost a pick six like yeah like from that standpoint i i can see what you're saying but yeah i was a big fan of that uh, legion of boom defense that was that defense was nuts but uh yeah i love i love and i'm i'm glad you shouted out hancock cuz he doesn't get he doesn't get enough credit in my opinion for uh for the defenses he put on the field. He was he was awesome. He was one of my favorite coaches of all time.
3: He was just a monster. And and again, I loved him. He was one of my favorite coaches. I mean, you know, I wasn't I wasn't twitched up enough to play defense, but I was mean enough to play offense, so I looked out Jared Henniger, thank you for the five. Appreciate you, brother. Love the show. What do you think the chances are that college goes to speakers of the helmets? This should have happened like years ago. It's like literally stupid that they don't have that yet. But I, I think that that's got to be the next thing that's coming. Because, again, you know, they've got like billions and billions of dollars uh, flying around. Like, it, it's not that expensive to put like a helmet in a so speaker. Like, again, high schools have tablets now on the sideline. And I'm sure that they have speakers in their helmets if they need them, or maybe in Texas they do it. And obviously in the league they've got that stuff. So it just it's so stupid that they don't have that yet. And again, um, the thing that'd be interesting is is seeing, you know, you, you obviously put the communication. How how many people get the communication? Is it just the quarterback? Is it the receivers? Because again, you still have to signal the place yeah. of the receivers based on how you do it now. Because um, you know in the league. Uh, in the NFL, they, they play, you know, they huddle a lot. You know, they still huddle. They do some no huddle, but there's a lot of huddling. So you could have the little radio in the helmet and then everybody huddles and you say, okay, you know, whatever scat, right? You know, 589 Z post, Y, hitch like whatever, you know, whatever their jargon is. So like, I mean, does that, if they do the communication in, in the headset, I wonder how that would affect how much no huddle you'd see versus huddle. Cause you still you still got to signal guys. You know if you're gonna go no hollow, you got to right. signal the, the 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 near receiver, the far receiver, and the offensive line. So maybe I think one thing is like if you put the, the headset on, you could probably just have the quarterback tell the O line the protection, um, and the and the running back to protection if you're in the throw game. Um, but it would be fascinating to see. I think that this should have happened yesterday. Great question. Appreciate you, my man, Jim Sanders. Thank you for the ten. Uh, remember when early in Jim Harbaugh's tenure. He took his team to the Vatican. <laughs> Faith, family, and football. Ha, cheaters. What a crock. Yeah, I mean, those guys were, I mean, those guys were like mega lit over spring break. Now, again, I suck and hate traveling, but they, they went to like Africa and like did like a safari and, you know, and I'm sure all that was fun, but I don't want to do any of that. Like, I want, like, I want my time off. Like, I don't wanna, I don't want to go to. I don't want to go to Europe. I don't want to go to Africa. I don't go anywhere. I might go to Vegas and blow some steam off. And my Vegas people know what I'm talking about because when I get out there, it's a good old time. But I don't know if I want to go, like, 10 days with all my teammates on an African safari because there was some donors that paying for all that. I mean, and those had to have been, obviously, you know, $5, 10000000 million for a trip to fly an entire team over, feed them three square meals a day, put them up in the hotels – and they were practicing, so it's like you know they were like practicing, and so you, you got to fly the trainers over, you got to fly the doctors over, you got to fly all the all the equipment over. I mean, it was like obscene, and I'm like, you know, I'd rather just practice at the Woody Hayes. Because again, when we used to go to bowl trips, I hated practicing at the like the the, the high schools or at uh, we we practiced at Tulane for a little bit, we practiced at the Saints facility. Like, there's no place like the Woody Hayes. There's no place like home because at home you've got your cold your cold tubs, your hot tubs, you've got an underwater treadmill, which I used to wear that thing out. I love that thing. You got your weight room. That's the big thing. is like you get your nice, your nice weight room, which most high schools, you know, they've got you know dumbbells and barbells and benches and stuff, but they don't have every little thing that you need, like the Woody Hayes Woody Hayes has literally every machine you can ever dream of. Um, so it's like
0: impossible to not get really strong there. Uh what hey, do you real, think? real quick. Good. Real quick. I was going to say all those trips. Guess who funded all those trips? Uncle T was like this. Dude, I'm I, I'm saying, man. Like somebody was. I mean,
7: if you're going to like Africa,
3: Dean. I mean, Africa. Like I can barely go to Costco. Let alone Africa, you know. Like good God, you go to. I mean, you can go to Costco and spend a couple hundred bucks on, like, you know, you get you get a couple of bottles of wine and you're at you're you're out there some turkey, you know, a little little mac and cheese. I mean, it's like Vimos. Is, are you hosting Thanksgiving this year? or do you go? Somewhere? Yeah.
0: So um, usually we go up to Cleveland. My wife's family's from Cleveland. Um, and, uh, we alternate Christmas Thanksgiving, but we stay at the crib this year. We, uh, we're, uh, um, her mom, her mom is going to come over. So not a big, big, like, you know, deal as far as a lot of people, but yeah, we're going to stay at the crib this year and do it, which I'm cool with. I enjoy going up to Cleveland, but, uh, I'm cool with staying home this year. Oh, I told everybody to come to me. I don't care. I could do, you know, I was, I was
3: telling a friend today. I was like, I would love to just have Thanksgiving by myself because I know me, and I, I would go see Napoleon. I would go find me a bar. I'd get me some chicken wings and a cold beer, and I'd just watch film and study Michigan. Like that's what I would do. Like I no, I mean, family's great. God bless them. They're amazing. But like you know, the best thing about my life of all time is that when I played at Ohio State, the Michigan game was literally the week before Thanksgiving. So it yeah, was last yeah, week. And- so you know, we would go. And we would beat Michigan. And, you know, like, the best day, like, when you're in college to go out is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Because every single person comes home. You, you go to, like, the little True. bars, like, around, you know, like, Perry or Canton or whatever. Like, yeah, I mean, we'd all go home. And we would get lit. And it was – because, again, we just beat Michigan. And we didn't have a Big Ten championship game. So it was like we – are, we are the kings, you know? I mean, you know, we were getting ready to play Notre Dame the one year. Um, we beat them in 05. And it was just like – it was just awesome you know because again like you're riding that wave where you know the whole state loves you because you actually beat michigan again this is after growing up in the 90s where you got right. you know, smacked every single year and people always be angry and there weren't many kids fathered in december just because the husbands were so mad you know they couldn't they were impotent for a month um because <laughs> you know, they don't yeah you know, so i mean it's like i don't know i just uh i don't know i uh <laughs> it's like, i'd love to see the stats on that like when, when, when ohio state loses to michigan like the like the the the, the like impregnationers have to just go down through the floor that's hilarious um, i want you know? to see those stats too oh god <laughs> oh the, the dogs are all getting kicked around all around columbus it's, it's bad um austin spirits thank you for the 10 i was to be the actual defense legion of boom just the structure so yeah, like the single high, you know, again, like that's what Jeff Halfley ran. Yeah, okay. um, you know, they ran that cover three with Richard Sherman and Cam Chancellor and uh, Brandon Browner. And then uh, they had uh, Earl Thomas. He was kind of the, the high guy and uh, they put Cam Chancellor as the low guy. Cause he was like six foot four. Um, big safety down the playmaker corners are locked on. Yeah. I mean, our, our corners are playing fantastic again. Shout out to yeah. uncle, uncle Tim old because uh, uncle Tim yeah. is out there killing it right now, man. He does his little sermons and stuff. And you know, they're not all corny some of them are pretty good you know he's he's the og but he's doing great in recruiting too these kids love playing for him yeah, yeah. Uh, appreciate that austin again you're bringing the fire tonight thank you for your scoop ultra member uh tim Huntfree. thank you uh, for the five is ryan day on the hot seat if we get to l this weekend and how about big will Bix look like he can't ch- they can't cheat this game update on edracuse i've not heard anything on Edrick edracuse collapsed after his uh-huh. game sounds like he's fine again that kid needs to go get his heart checked quick uh just because you know i you know, I I had a spell when I played for the Lions. It's actually like kind of ended my career in the league, um, where I, I got misdiagnosed with a heart thing with with cardiomyopathy. And like, if you get a heart thing in the NFL, you're like radioactive because nobody wants to, yeah, you know, nobody wants to pay if you drop dead. You know, if they know that you've got a heart thing, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, he's got a heart problem. You know, and then you die on the field, and then you know your old lady gets to go go after the league and the NFL and the Detroit Lions like. I wasn't worth that. So they they whacked me. And honestly, i did have the same thing. I was like, I don't want this guy dying on our field. You know, we have to go write his, his widow a big check. Um, and she could go make it rain. Um, but I don't think Ryan's on the hot seat, regardless. Again, you know, you gotta you gotta look at the impossibly high standard that these guys deal with now, where they literally can't lose a game ever. Um, you know, even like last year, we, we we're like, you know, we're a field goal kick away from beating the Georgia Bulldogs or the two-time defending champions in Georgia, right. and you know, so I mean. We're close, but again, the the problem is is like when you're Ryan and you come after Urban Meyer, who won a natty, and then Jim Tressel won a natty. Um, it's that's the standard now. The standard is national championship. So anything short of that, and again, trust me, you know, I played on that 06 team. In that 06 team we talked about the one versus two game, Troy Smith Heisman. Like, we didn't win the national championship. We got housed by Florida. Like, they don't do reunions for Big Ten championship teams at Ohio State. You have to go win the natty. You know, they didn't have, like, the, here's the 10-year reunion from the 2006 Ohio State Buckeyes. Like, no. Like, there's no reunion for just winning the Big Ten at Ohio State. And I like that, because the standard is the standard. You know I mean? The standard at Ohio State is you win the natty or you're erased from history uh, as a team. It's kind of, I mean, and that might be blunt, but I was on I won the Big Ten three straight years. 05, 06, 07. We beat Notre Dame that 05 year. Then the other two years, we lost national championships. No recognition for any of those teams which is fine and i actually like that because again i you know i don't think a big 10 championship ring really means anything if if it ain't the natty it doesn't matter uh what are your thoughts on that uh b moses
0: yes um and i feel you i mean that's kind of tough because that those were some really good teams and good memories uh overall but that's just what it is but yeah about edrick houston i heard that uh he came out and said he's fine he was dehydrated and that's why he collapsed so um I haven't heard anything about anything more serious than that, which is great. Obviously, the staff need, at at his high school needs to make sure he's hydrated. Uh, but yeah, he just said he was dehydrated. But uh, yeah, we we uh, talked about the whole hot seat. The whole <laughs> can't talk. The whole hot seat thing earlier with Day, and I don't think he'll be on the hot seat. He wins ninety percent of his games. Scum is going away uh, next year anyway, whether it be scandal or just being bad from losing a bunch of guys. Twelve team playoff coming up. Recruiting at a high clip. He's not on a hot seat. Um, but with that said, again, I don't think it's gonna matter. I know it's for discussion's sake, but I think he's gonna handle business and it's gonna be a, a great conversation after the game on um about Ryan Day and his uh his overall track record and everything in a different light from at least those who have doubted him thus far.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, this is a great comment. I'm just putting this up here. This is not a super chat. Normally I only do the super chats. Graduate, Randy Gratis should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame. It's embarrassing, and it's stupid that he's not. It's almost ridiculous uh, when I think about it. Um, but, yeah, I I think it's going to be interesting to see how the playoffs change everything, just because, you know, I mean, there's going to be a really good chance that we're going to see Michigan in the playoffs, you know. At some point in our lifetime, we're going to beat them in this in the regular season, then we'll see them again in the playoffs. So that'll be really interesting to see how that goes on. I mean, that could happen this year, honestly. It's like, you know, again, I think that uh, if we beat them – I think it'll be enough ammunition to put a bullet in their head for the playoffs. Uh, Cause I just think that, you know, they're going to evaluate the totality of it and be like, well, Jim Harbaugh's you know, not coaching and they cheated. And it's kind of like Barry yeah. Bonds, not being in the hall of fame, but they put like Ty Cobb and he's like the worst human being of all time. But Barry Bonds, who like did juice and Mark McGuire, who like saved the entire sport and Sammy. Sosa like, like at the end of the I'm just like, who cares? Like if they want to like juice and go hit bombs, like it's entertaining. It's better than watching, you know, guys just kind of kick it around. Do you, uh, yeah, I, I think Steve Tovar, you guys are bringing some great comments today. I'm just reading through the chat oh, real quick. Yeah. yeah. Um so B. Moses, what's your – predict? are you to the point where you can give a prediction on the game? Are you going to watch more tape, or are you going to watch more Michigan, or are
0: you good to go? No, I'm going a, I'm to a give a prediction. Um, and forgive me, but this is just how I feel. All right, so my, my – my nervous rivalry living through the John Cooper era energy (laughs) type of uh, prediction is 27 to 23 Ohio state. But I feel a more decisive win in my gut. I feel it in my gut, but because of my, my nervousness of, of this game over the years, I'm going to go with 27 to 23, but I just feel like we're going to come out and play really well. I think we're going to execute very well. I think our game plan is going to be really, really good. I think at the end of the day, we'll have too many weapons on offense. Their defense hasn't seen anything close to the weapons we have on offense. Kyle, I think, is going to play clean. Um, I think he's going to get the ball to the weapons and not try to do too much. And our defense is going to be sound. And I think that gives us the chance to win by 10 or more. But again, I'm being a a big punk right now, and and I can't put it out there. So 27 to 23, is what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I
3: think that's pretty much on the mark. Again, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to look at the weather
0: just because we've
3: got a, yeah. you know, I, I'm going to get a quick forecast for you guys because again, I know people are worried about that. Again, everything can change if it starts raining because you know, we played there in 07, my senior year, and it poured freezing rain the whole game. We literally couldn't throw the ball. So, I mean, it was ground yeah, I mean, and pound. Like- and, you know, I used to hate rain just because, you know, like when we had like Teddy. You know, like I mean, if it's rainy and cold, like we're not going to be able to do anything, you know, through the air. So, ten day forecast? No, I don't want your stupid ad. Uh, Saturday it looks mostly cloudy. Looks pretty good. Low, uh, yeah, it looks like yes, like eleven percent chance of rain. So, well, that's good. No, four percent chance of rain. Mostly cloudy, thirty-seven degrees. It is going to be cold. So. I mean, when we played there in 07, it was 37 degrees, and it rained. So it wasn't snow. I I wish it was snow, but it was, like, freezing rain. I was, like, chilled to the bone. And, man, I could not wait to open that bottle of Crown Royal in the locker room because I was freaking straight. Like, I was a savage. I mean, when I was done, my body – The hardest part about when you play – Like, I played hurt out of broken foot, and they shot it up. And when the pain meds wear off, it's, like, the most – Ooh, Awful yeah. feeling in the world, and it's like you just can't wait to like pour your drink just to cool it down a little bit, man. Because, like, I mean, I'm telling yeah. you, man, that 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 tort all wears off, it is it is ugly. Well, I think we're uh, I think we're pretty good. You go to be Moses, you got any final thoughts for us?
0: Um, my final thoughts are I can't wait. Um, I can't wait to I, listen. I'm, again, I'm nervous about this game because I grew up on this game. I lived through the 90s. I've seen the losses, mm-hmm. and that's why I tell people to appreciate, you know, the wins that we have had over them. But I think our boys are going to make us proud on Saturday, and I'm looking forward to that, man. I'm looking forward to to really handling business on the field and that feeling um, that will come afterwards and even during. So enjoy it, man. Um And also – I'm hoping that our guys can keep their emotions together because, you know, the scum players, they've been chippy and initiating little dirty stuff over the years, especially there. Um, So I I hope our guys keep their emotions in check and just handle business and execute and don't take the bait because that's what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to bait us, whether it be in the tunnel or on the field. So that's what I'm a little concerned about. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm excited.
3: I never, like, yeah, they, you know, they do the, the, the whole tunnel thing and they whatever. I just, I never paid attention to any of that because, like, they got to come see you on the field. They can do all the talking right. they want, but, like, eventually they got to come see you. I was, like, I was like, I'll see you when we see you. I don't care about talking. We were actually, I think in 07, we were the last team that, before they put in the no-fly rule. There's, like, a no-fly rule between the 40s now where you can't, like, the players can't go there because we were, like, mm-hmm. right on the logo. And, you know, just standing there and, like, talking trash and whatever. And, and like... I get to the point where I'm doing that where like why am I even burning calories doing this? Like this is so stupid. And it's like I gotta go, I gotta go play. Like I got because it's always the guys like don't play that are like the craziest and say the dumbest stuff. Like I mean there'd be guys on my team. I'm like yeah, you guys could go do all that talking. Cause you gotta be standing there drinking Gatorade when the game starts. I gotta go actually play these guys. You know I'm not not gonna be burning my energy up talking to you morons. So I'm gonna see you out on the field and then I'll talk. You know, but you know I just I wasn't a talkative dude because I just like to put my helmet through guys' kneecaps and make it hurt. You know because when you do that then that's that's all the talking I needed to do. I didn't need to say a word. I put the my four, yeah, I put my like the crown on my helmet right through their ACL, and then they didn't want to talk no more. Cause that's legal. You can do that, you know. <laughs> so, well, I'm uh all right, B Moses. I appreciate you, brother. You're the best. Uh, I'm gonna do a little film breakdown. So, thank you, cool. B Moses. Uh, appreciate you, brother. Um, so I'm gonna break a little bit of film down now because I was talking about some of the stuff I would do against Michigan, um, and we got some super chats. So I'll get to those in a second. This is a play that I would wear out the buck sweep. This is a great play. Um, you know when Michigan's two best guys are these two interior guys, you can edge these guys so easy. And you know, and Trey just has so much room when you do this. Um, and again, this is a this is a big time play in college football. This has had a renaissance because you cannot cut the pullers anymore. Like in the past, the corners were taught to take the knee out of the puller. Uh, like look, literally go cut him. Like go like tackle them, basically. Can't do that anymore. So now you've got a guy that weighs about a buck sixty going against a guy that weighs like three oh five. And, you know, he can't really do anything. Cause if you can't cut the guy, like you're gonna get ran through. So um I love this play. I think this is a play that they're gonna run against Michigan. Um, you know, again, I think getting Trey out in space is just so effective, uh, given his his shake and his burst. Um, but but that's like a play like he, you know, here's another one. This is uh Again, they, you know, they see this is Chip here. They do a little play action here. They send him into the flat. And, you know, but this is this is beautiful. You got you got great protection here, guard pull, um, nice nice pocket. You know, Kyle's got to throw this better. Man. I mean, my God. But I guess he's, you know, he's probably a little nervous. It's early in the game. But, you know, those are the kind of things that, like, I love to see. Um, hang on. I'm going to click over here real quick and get these super chats done because we've got a bunch of them coming in. I appreciate you guys on these super chats. These things are huge for us. Uh, support the channel again. We kicked it every night on here, so this is always a blast. Uh, let's see. Odds okay. From David Haskins, odds if we beat scum the Captain Weirdo is is termed and they self impose a bull ban this year with it to get out NC. I mean, I would have already done that, I would have fired Jim Harbaugh, fired everybody. Um, and I still think he's gonna get fired. I think he's done. And again, if I looked at Michigan's schedule, like if you if you want to look at something terrifying look at Michigan's schedule next year. Cause they are playing like Texas is coming to the big house. Like they got it like USC. I mean, it is a, it is a brutal, brutal schedule. Um, but no, I I think they're all going to be gone regardless of it. I mean, and honestly, if, if Michigan was smart, they just whack all those guys down and just start from scratch. Cause I think that's the only thing you can really do. Um, but that's a great question. I, I think that, you know, when you're in these situations where it's so bad, I think the best thing you can do is just put a bullet in its head and just move on. Like go go to go to um, you know, plan B, which is, you know, get out in front of it, PR department, uh, own it, self-impose But bull again, if if we beat them, I would self-impose a bull man on Sunday if I was Michigan. Because they're not gonna make the playoffs, obviously. Or if they don't make the playoffs and they go to the Capital One Bowl or whatever, the Cotton Bowl, I would just self-impose and just do it and try to get out in front of it. Uh, cause the hammer is coming. You know, it says how bad do you want it to be? Um, you know, and I feel like if you do it to yourself, then it, it, you kind of like, it's like you kind of like cut off the policy from, from chasing after you. Because it's, it's going to be a circus for the next six months or until Harbaugh is gone. Um, Got a five from Francis Plum. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. Also got a seven. Appreciate you for that. If you have a question, toss that in the chat. I will look for it. Uh, So thank you for both those awesome spirits. Ultra member. Appreciate you. Thank you for the badge. Uh, Before you guys are done, enjoy your families. And Have a good Thanksgiving, yeah, of course. Like, I mean, I hope you guys have a blast on Thanksgiving. Um, again, I uh, you know, I want to go see Napoleon, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, I mean, I'd rather just go do that. Um, you know, take me in like some popcorn, and you know, you have like, I love the movies, so and I haven't made the movies in probably five years, but Napoleon looks awesome, um, and I'd love to see it. But I appreciate you, my man, thank you so much, uh, D Sunny, my man. Kirk, now as an alumni, does the feeling of Ohio State winning or losing compare at all to when you're actually playing? No, not at all. Um, again, I want Ohio State to win every game. Again, I I own BuckeyeScoop.com with Nevada Buck. You know, we're we are on these podcasts. Uh the entire vibe of this of the of the state of Ohio is much, much better when we win, especially against Michigan. Um, it's just everything in my universe is a lot better when we beat Michigan. So when they lose to Michigan, it sucks. But you know, when you play, it's like life and death. I mean, I'm not even I'm not trying to be you know, and you gotta remember my dad died when, when I was a twelve year old. So I've I've actually lived with life and death. It's not just, you know, uh the you know, facetious like speaking. Like I've literally lived like like having a devastating loss. And like, you know, like losing to Florida and LSU, I mean that was like right next to like when my dad literally died. So, you know, again, it's it's hard, you know, it's it's something that's on your tombstone forever. But you know, when you're playing, you know, you get you get just unbelievable exhilaration when you win, especially when it's a real one. When you play, you beat Michigan, you beat Texas at Texas. You know, you play those big games, and you win them, beat Iowa at Iowa. Um, you know, but when you lose, man, it is literally like death. It's terrible. And and again, like when we played Florida, like we we went to school like the next day. You know, the thing, the big thing now with these kids, man, is like these kids are on all online classes. They're never on campus or they're barely on campus. Like we were like in class the next day, and it's just like. You walk in and like everyone looks at you after you just got smoked. And you're just like, yeah, that sucks. You know, and I mean, we had the professor one time ask us why we got, you know, why we got ran. We lost to Penn State in 05, seventeen to ten. The professor called up me and one of my teammates and asked us to explain why we lost. And I was like, well, I blew my knee out in the second quarter, so I'm out for like a month. Yeah, you know, I didn't blow my knee. I blew up my uh, my meniscus and my uh, MCL, so like I couldn't play. My knee literally had no. It would not stay in the socket because I tried to put a brace on it and. I actually had a knee brace on, so it was a miracle my knee didn't completely blow. But we literally had to go up and like explain to the class why we lost, which I thought was hilarious because I was like, "Well, I mean, at least you guys care." Because again, I don't mind that people get upset when we lose because that's how I want it to be because it means people care. So if, if people are off the chain and they're sending mean tweets and they're you know they're ripped, they're drunk, they lost, you know, they house gambling, whatever, like that's just kind of what comes with the territory. Now. I think that you know the one thing I learned when I was playing is I feel like the most vicious people on, like, online, and again, I don't care what anybody says about me online, because, again, as long as they're talking about me, I'm good. You know, they can say mean stuff, nice stuff, whatever. Um, I just like pe- that people like to talk about me. It's really fun. But I, uh, I, I, the people that are, like, really nasty, the players, and, you know, and these kids, they read this stuff, and I think it's people that lose money on gambling, and I think they get really drunk. They might try to chase the gamble or, or the bet or whatever. Um, and then, like, when they lose or we don't cover – you know, it's like they need their pound of flesh from Trey Henderson or from you know whoever uh, is is in their spotlight you know, on Instagram or Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Like, I think that that's always something that I, I kind of figured out was like, you know, the people that are like extra nasty are people that lose money. Um, but yeah, but I appreciate that. Uh, I'm gonna bust a couple more plays real quick while we're here. So thank you, D I Appreciate you, my man. You're in here every night. Thank you to all the regulars. My girl Jesse's in here. Jesse Davin. So, yeah, but we're cranking along. Oh, by the way, Nevada Buck will be back tomorrow. We're going to do a show at eleven a.m. So, if you guys are regulars, uh, I'll put that up a little bit early so people will kind of know that when we're uh, when we're cranking. But he um he has some business to attend to abroad, so he will be back. Um, so appreciate you guys. We'll be going nice and early. See again, this is the stuff I like to do with Trey. Again, when you've got when you've got D tackles, when these are the two best players, and I'm not talking from Minnesota's perspective; I'm talking from Michigan's perspective. You know, get these guys out in space. I'm telling you, like this is, you know, this is all Trey Henderson. Trey, you know, this guy's deleted, but you know he's got a guy right in the hole right there. You know and I mean, he hits that Sutter step and he's to the crib. And again, linebackers can't stay with Trey. You know, that's like that's his gift. And and I I really truly believe he's got to be the MVP of the game. He's got to be the best player on the field on Saturday for us to win. And and I think he will be. Like again, he's a guy that you know he's he's obviously playing for a lot of money. He's playing for millions right now to, to be you know a top. 20-ish draft pick, which I think he can be, because I think he's going to destroy the combine. He's going to destroy the game. Um, you know, I, I think that with him having the injuries, like he's, it's all profit from here. You know, he's dominated. But, you know, if he, if he shows up against Michigan, because that's the tape all the scouts are going to watch. It's the Michigan tape. They're not going to watch Minnesota. Uh, they'll watch Notre Dame too, but, you know, he was kind of dinged up in that one. But this Michigan game, for a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys are on the fence about leaving. Like, J, I mean, I think JT Tumalawa is gone. Ty Leak is on the fence. He easily could be gone. Jack Sawyer's on the fence. He's got to wait for the grades. But if these guys pop against Michigan and and have that big game, because that's the one the scouts are going to watch, then you know who knows at that point. Um, yeah, the, Nevada will be back tomorrow. So I'm getting some where is Nevada Buck, uh, he misses you guys dearly. Uh, appreciate this. Oh, Matt, thank you for the ten. Happy Thanksgiving. Love the show every evening. Appreciate it. We love doing it again. Uh, apologize that Nevada has been gone. Beat Moses filled in today. Uh, Bill, the bank green is actually in Vegas on vacation with his girl. Uh, so, you know, again, it's, it's kind of the one man army right now, which is me. So, but you guys help carry me along. So I appreciate that. Um, happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Love the show every evening. Thank you. Uh, born in Texas, five Chicago met Archie Griffin at the college football, Star game at soldiers field in the mid seventies when I was a kid, a class act. Yeah. I actually wrote up, um, the escalator, uh, with Archie, uh last week uh they were yeah we played Michigan State that night game and uh I was talking to him yeah, I talked to him for like you know, three minutes or whatever and I, I was just like you know you are the best Buckeye of all time like you are the you are the most gentlemanly kind gracious and Archie's always funny because he always wears like a like a coat like he's like a ninja turtle like a trench coat he's got his, he always has a hat pulled down like this because he doesn't want people to notice him because like when you're Archie Archie's like you know if you go to Disney World and Mickey Mouse is walking around like you know like if there's Pluto and daisy duck and stuff like nobody you know, i mean the kids might get like a little photo or autograph but like when mickey walks around every single kid wants to get a photo that's why like the line is like three hours to get a photo with mickey at the back of the magic kingdom and that's kind of what archie is archie's like mickey like i mean when people see him they want a photo they want an autograph they don't have to sign their baby whatever and like and, and he you know he deals with that everyone he's ultra gracious about it but man is he a special dude like i i love really getting to know him his son adam is part of buckeye scoop um He's a subscriber, so again, just great people overall. I'm gonna bust a couple more plays for you guys. Appreciate you guys kicking it in here. Um, Again, these the super chats are great. Um, You know, I love uh, these guys. We got a bunch of Michigan people in here. I miss our Michigan people. They haven't been here anymore because the Michigan people were all talking like we didn't know what we were talking about, and when we knew they were gonna get waxed, and and sure as can be, we knew exactly what we were talking about. Yeah, this uh, there's not a lot to, to watch in this Minnesota game. I was just seeing if there's anything else to break down. What are you guys having for Thanksgiving? I you actually having Turkey. But what, what sides do you guys have? I'd love to put that. Put that in the chat right now, because that would be kind of hilarious to see what you guys like. I'm going to bust this play real quick. Uh, so we did the goal line set that, that you know I'm not a huge fan of. G. Scott, Luke Montgomery. Uh, it's kind of like a heavy set. Um, there's the regular line starting there to there. You got uh, Cade. And then they they put, a, they put Caden Curry in. I mean, this guy doesn't even rush. So Caden's got free money right here. Uh, this is a delay play. He's used to run this in high school, actually. So, um, yeah, so they got, uh, I believe that's Caden. He's coming here, setting the edge. And, uh, you know, Cade does the delay. This is always a great play because on the goal line, you, like, fake a drive block, and then you jerk the guy down. And, and you know, this guy, I think, expected it just because of how he was blocking. And you just leak real quick, and it's just like it's just a nice easy throw, like it's a real close throw, um, you know. So I mean, I, I I like a lot of the stuff Ryan's doing down on the goal line. I don't love that big heavy six. I think you know, anytime you take Marvin off the field in the short goal line, I think you're uh you're crazy. See, I like this. I'm having pizza for Thanksgiving. See, I like pizza. I mean, I I mean, you know, I'm not a turkey guy. I'd rather eat steak, honestly, but that's just me. Um, But yeah, well, I uh, I think I'm going to wrap the show up. I appreciate you guys, as always, kicking it with us. We went for about an hour and 15. So uh, thank you guys, as always. We will be back at 11 a.m. tomorrow with Nevada Buck. He'll be making his glorious return uh, to the podcast, so we're going to be cranking it up. He's going to have a lot of energy. Uh, He had a really good trip, so I'm excited uh, to get him back on here, and we'll get cranking for you guys. If you guys enjoyed this content, please leave us a like, click subscribe, and also click that little alert bell. Again, you guys supporting the program means so much to us. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, if you guys, uh, again, the super chats are huge. Uh, Black Guy Scoop Ultra is a new feature for our YouTube channel only. Uh, it's, a, it's basically a subscription uh, service where we're going to start doing live chats versus with our subscribers, uh, really small group. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So we'll break film down. Um, we'll basically kind of make it, you know, what we'll is catered to you guys, whatever you guys want to do, we're going to do it. Uh, talk football, talk old stories, new stories, uh, modern you know stuff that's going on the future cultural um some of the sharp stuff so i think it'll be really good but i really appreciate you guys as always thank you so much bucket nation thank you skip family i'm gonna talk to you guys tomorrow 11 a.m eastern time we're gonna be rolling with the vada bucks so get ready to roll we appreciate you guys i hope you guys have a very happy thanksgiving i'm gonna say that again tomorrow i know it's only tuesday but uh, some of you guys are taking off and traveling uh so be safe uh, enjoy your loved ones and eat some turkey let's get
7: ready to beat the wolverines